Welcome to the Thursday, March 8th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. So it's been rumored for a little while, but it looks like, according to film music reporter anyway, Rupert Gregson Williams will be the composer for Aquaman. That name sounds familiar. It's because he also did the score for Wonder Woman. He's done lots of other things, like a ton of Adam Sandler movies, The Legend of Tarzan, and Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, what, what's your first thoughts on this, Zach? Well, I, I like it. I really like the score to Wonder Woman. He also did the, the Netflix show, The Crown, which I really like the music for. Um, he's been studying with Hans Zimmer. And if you like Hans Zimmer stuff, then he's, you know, putting his own touch on it. But he's he's definitely from that school of music. And I like that style. So, yeah, I'm excited for this. And it, it'll be cool to, you know, compare maybe like how similar or dissimilar the, the scores are between Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Um, and Wonder Woman was the most successful dcu film so if it has the same score then it's going to be just as successful right that is how one plus one equals three yes um yeah, yeah i like i liked his work on one woman so I don't, I don't have a problem with this at all um he he's done a lot of things but i think his work would on one woman would be most similar to what he will do on aquaman although i'm sure i hope he will you know do something unique obviously and i'm sure he will uh, so this sounds good to me. Um, let's just look at it from a negative perspective for a second. Now we've got, do you have any reservations about having the same composer do two different characters take on two franchises? I mean, it could like, if it's too similar and if they, you know, it doesn't, because we keep talking about how we want these films to feel different and music and the score is definitely a big part of how you feel about a film. And so if they're too similar and it can maybe make the films not feel different enough. So I guess that could be a potential downside, but hopefully he switches it up enough. Yeah, I, I'm sort of on the same way there. I think he's a good choice. I don't have any any problems with that. Hopefully it's, it is unique to what he did on Wonder Woman. Uh, I don't want it just a rehash, but I'm not too worried about that. I'm sure he and James Wan have already discussed that. Yeah, and I don't think you get jobs as a professional composer if you don't have the ability to create new and unique music probably probably i would say probably. probably i don't i don't hire a lot of composers so i guess i don't know uh next up suicide squad hell to play pay has had a clip released uh you can check it out on youtube but uh just a short little clip that sets up the mission that they're going on they're looking for a card with a code on it you saw the clip what'd you think tom yeah, it just gives us cool, quick little setup of things and, and not a lot of draw, not a lot to draw in here, but we get to see the characters, we get to see Skinny Waller, and yeah, that's that's it. We get to see the characters in action, I guess, most of the squad there. Yeah, and it doesn't really seem like maybe they'll expand on it, but her her way of trying to convince them to do it is that she'll knock one year off their sentence, which really doesn't seem like a lot. So maybe maybe she'll up that a little bit to actually get them to go on the mission. Uh, but then a reminder, so that releases digitally March 27th, and then you can get it physically April 10th. Well, I think it seems like it's an established Task Force X, even though we haven't seen them before. They've, it seems like they're, they've worked together before, so Amanda Waller already sort of has them under her thumb, and they know the alternative. Best case scenario, yeah. you get um, one year off your sentence, or you can just not do it and get your head blown off. Um, those are the two options. So one year off doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Um, onto the comic books, DC has announced a DC black label imprint. Uh, lots of information on it in the Hollywood Reporter, but essentially it's just going to give creators freedom. So co-publisher Jim Lee talked about it and he said, creating DC black label doubles down on our commitment to working with all-star talent and trusting them to tell epic moving stories that 
only they can tell with the highest levels of creative freedom. So basically this is, I mean, essentially Elseworlds stories and it, it doesn't have any specific uh, creative emphasis, it doesn't look like, but it, it's going to be out of continuity stories. And the creators basically, you know, they take their best, best creators and they can do whatever they want. They can release it when they want and how they want. So if they say, um, I want 12 issues and I want it to be released every other week, it sounds like they can basically do whatever they want and have the freedom of not worrying about continuity or anything like that. Yeah, this is a fantastic idea, a really smart idea. I think, you know, I don't think it ever doesn't make sense to just give really talented people a lot of freedom to do what they want to do with their their talent and so yeah i'm really looking forward to some of the stuff that's going to come out under this label right so the first wave of projects some of them we've previously talked about like frank miller's and john ramita jr's superman year one uh, but there's some other projects brian azarello and lee bermejo are teaming up for batman damned which is a batman and constantine team up after the joker is found dead uh, kelly sue DeConnick and phil jimenez are working on wonder woman historia the amazons which is basically the history of Themyscira and the Amazons all the way, all through history. And um, before Diana leaves the island and Steve Trevor crash lands, uh, there's also John Ridley's The Other History of the DC Universe. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are reteaming for Batman Last Night on Earth. And Greg Recca is going to be doing Wonder Woman, Diana's Daughter, which is set 20 years in the future. And I would presume focusing on Anna's daughter yeah and this is really cool uh, you know these huge characters that everybody knows and loves and getting to do basically whatever they want with them and tell the story that they want to tell so again i'm just i'm so glad that they're doing this and i'm really looking forward to all of these really yeah me too and this will debut in august with issue one of superman year one that's going to be the first title to sort of launch things and then last up, we got an iTunes review from JR Batman 23 And just a reminder, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, that really helps a lot and we'd appreciate it. And then we'll read it on air. So it says, this review is overdue. Sorry, Tom and Zach. I love DC and often DC news hits hard and fast. I don't have to wait long to get more information or hear somebody's point of view who I trust. This daily DC podcast covers it all. I subscribe to over 30 podcasts and this one is my favorite. If you like DC, don't miss out. Well, thank you a lot, man. That it really does mean a lot. And we really do appreciate it. Oh yeah, that is very nice. And if this is Jared Batman twenty three and not an imposter, <laughs> um, I did. I just just hear a question from him on an NFL draft podcast, which I thought we should answer. But I don't think I'm gonna make you try to talk about the NFL Combine. Oh no, I, uh, I think I can do it. <laughs> it's funny the <laughs> podcasting seems so big, and then you listen to NFL something NFL draft and hear someone. You know, it was, it was pretty funny, cool to hear. But thanks for yeah, that that's review. Awesome. Uh, that's all we've got for today, and we'll be back tomorrow.